Yo, welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. This is uh, Horror Comedies Top 10 80s, Episode 23. And I'm joined by the OG. And here we go. I think we're good. So I hear you now. You hear me. I won't tap the table. Word. <laughs> Fingers crossed, because this is a used microphone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we got the time. Tell me the story about the mic. All right, so uh, I was like, well, all right. So if I'm going to go back uh, on Caesar's podcast, I was like, I'd like to, you know, like dress up the voice a little bit. Like, let me see. Let me get into this microphone thing. So I was like, well, I don't know too much about this stuff. I was like, let me just buy something used and start from there. So I went on the app called Letgo. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I did that and then I found one and it's like, it's called the Blue Yeti. Oh and, yeah. Uh, it's not the Snowball, it's the taller one. Yeah. And uh, this person was selling it for like 50 bucks. I'm like, 50 bucks? I go, that's, oh, that's wow. pretty cheap. Yeah, dude. And so uh, I was like, hey, are you, um, I was like, why are you selling the microphone? Well, at first I was like, hey, are you willing to negotiate? And uh, this person was like, yeah, I'll give you 40 for it. I was like, well, damn, that was easy. Uh, but then I was like, uh, I was like, man, I hope it works well and everything. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to test it when I if I see this person again, you know, in, in person. Uh-huh. And so I said, I was like, well, like, why why are you selling the microphone? Because in my mind, I looked it up. I'm like, this is like a hundred twenty dollar, you know, even yeah. higher. It's a pretty pretty expensive microphone. She's like, well, honestly, I really thought I was gonna be a big YouTuber gamer for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And I bought this PC and I bought this microphone and it just hasn't happened. It, so I'm like, I'm pretty much just like by like this person's like broken dreams, like oh the remnants of this God. broken dreams. <laughs> oh, no. So I meet this person like in front of a wing stop and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you say it works fine. And you're like, yeah. She goes, you just need the USB. Like, I, I don't have the USB cord. I'm like, no, I have that USB cord. She's like, all right. So I'm like, well, you know, it's tough being like a YouTube gamer. She's like, yeah, it is really tough. She goes, I had this nice PC. I had this nice game machine. I have all this stuff. And the microphone was just there as a decoration at that point. I was like, oh my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> You know? Oh no! You know? And the question is, is, like, I didn't ask how long she started, but my first thought was like, you know, with quarantine, like you have so much time, you know. So yeah. Maybe, maybe it was like a few months ago, and then she just like realized uh, she was young too. She was like probably in her twenties. Oh word! But I was like, well, I'll, I'll take it for forty bucks off your hands. Jesus, so. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe she bought it used, but in my opinion, maybe. like, it's worked. It's worked really well so far. You know, yeah, it this, sounds really good, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, it, I'm glad it's working out really well. So, uh, so let's make her dream come true, and you know, you use it for something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no names. No names. No names. No names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yeah, and I have to use my game set because, like, that's why I got those like little speaker thing because I'm like, oh, okay. Call of Duty and stuff through here. So, cool. But whatever. So yeah. All right. Well, how do how did how did you want to do this one? Because like it's a top ten, so uh, I don't know if you, you had said any... you had a you had a list and you don't want to share it to, to tonight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I don't so, know if you had a certain way of like. Did you want to do like, you know, are you are we just gonna share 
like, am I going to share mine first and you share yours first or whatever? And then are we going to split it? You know, I don't know how you plan to do this. All right, let's I mean, do this. Let's do this. Let's do, we share our lists ooh, and then yeah. we can go one for one, like tip for tat. Oh, okay. You want to go, do you want to go like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6? Yeah. Four, three, two, I, I, I'll do, I, I, like, I like doing countdowns. So, okay. So. so then basically like I'll share the whole thing. Like I'll like, here's my top 10. You want to do that? Or do you just want to go, this is my number 10. This is my number nine. We'll ah, no, no, no. You know what? Actually, no, you're right. Like this is my number 10 and then you go your number 10, right? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's good. I think that's good. That's a better, that's a better approach. All right. It's like we're battling. <laughs> 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 Who's going to win? Who's going to win? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, just kidding. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, all right. So I mean, do you want to, do you want to share lists and not like share where we're going to have them at? Like, no, I don't want to share anything. I want, I want to <laughs> it's like, I want to be dropping bombs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, I know you're going to, you, you have a much bigger reference for these movies than I do. And you know, and you have a lot of more, you've seen a lot of these a lot. You have a bigger library in your brain and in your list. And for me, it's like, there's a very small library. So I'm not too worried. I like my list. I think it's decent. You know, I took some of your recommendations, you know, so. Oh, cool, cool, cool. There you go. You know, so, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think we should, yeah. Just like, you know, you, sh I share mine and then, yeah, we'll just do 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8. I think that'll be a good approach and we'll end, we'll end together and we'll go from there. You know, what's funny. Did you, did you do that? Like, did you have them ranked already? No, like I, I, I made like a very general list and then, okay. and then as we were talking, I like look, I wrote down the ones that you said, and then I looked up the trailers and out of that, I like filtered. I'm like, okay, let me, let me watch these. Um, um, because you know me, I'm not going to be watching like some scary ass shit. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, when, I go, these look decent. Like this looks fun, but also kind of interesting, creative. Uh, and so, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear a few of those in there. And then, right. um, yeah, so mine was like very loose. And then as I watched or as I like finished it and refined it, I was like, okay, this is, I feel a lot more comfortable with this order right here. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, man. Um, all like, let's see all the cards on the table. Mm -hmm. I have uh 10 flicks. I did not rank them. Okay. So. I have That's an fine. idea. I have an idea in my head. What yeah. I already kind of know what's number one for sure. Yeah. For okay. Okay. And then from there we can kind of figure it out. So. Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. Just, so, you know. lay it on me. Hit me with your number ten. All right, man. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with my number ten. So the the first one I have on my list is number ten is Monster Squad. To be what? Honest. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> You're like, why is it at the dead spot? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, and the reason why is because honestly, it was the first time I'd seen it, you know. Uh -huh. uh, and like I said, I don't have like this huge library of, of like horror slash comedy horror movies, mm -hmm. but I saw it, and uh, one of the things that I really liked about it was uh, some of the the shots that were set up, especially with like Dracula, they were like really well composited. I just thought it was interesting like because i was like this seems like a very cheesy movie and stuff like that and um the characters the, the, the kids you know like razzing on each other and stuff there's that one kid what do they call him fat kid they just call him fat kid yeah <laughs> his name is horace my name yeah. is horace my name is horace and uh, so like i just thought the characters were funny but uh dracula was just an interesting character because like he was like driving around 
He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was going from place to place. I'm like, why could you fly everywhere? You know? Okay, was it was it the fact that how does Dracula know how to drive that bothered you? Or? No, it wasn't that it bothered me. I just thought it was like funny. It was just I'm like, okay. why is Dracula driving? Like, why can't he just like fly places or like? I mean, here's the thing. I don't know like the powers that Dracula has. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's this one was just funny because like, he was just driving places. You know, there's that one yeah. scene like he's driving to the kid's home and like he like rips the door off the back and he takes out, I think he takes out like some dynamite <laughs> and he goes uh, to the yeah. tree house and he just like throws <laughs> at the tree house. I'm like, you drove all the way to do that? <laughs> like, did you have to pay any tolls? <laughs> I was like, that was kind of weird, but I was like, all right, let's. So it's, it's a, it's a, to me, it was like a, it's a cheesy movie, but it was uh, obviously it had that very cool, uh, the story about the amulet and then like the, the, the translation yeah. of the book and stuff. So there was a lot of like cool history elements to it. Yeah. And like I said, like visually it was every time they set up a shot with like Dracula and like Frank, especially when Dracula and Frankenstein were together, obviously yeah. they wanted to make those look very, the lighting was really well done. Uh, you know, just, just the positioning uh, of the cinematography was like done and stuff. The, the way that was done, I thought that was really cool. So that's why I made the list, man. Like, honestly, like I was just, I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun wow. flick. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's it's what's kind of surprising is like, um, <clears throat> and I won't talk too much more about it because it is on my list, but it's in a different place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is uh, kind of surprising how many horror comedies are in the 80s. Like that wasn't a genre that was very, you know, uh, I guess you could say specified. Right. Back then, like it wasn't right. known as a genre, really. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was known as, OK, this is a, a horror movie, but like maybe someone might look at it like a B horror movie because it's funny back then. Yeah. Um, but over time, that's just kind of become a genre. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And, it's, and that's something that I realized, like, obviously, when you stick with the 80s, you start to see like common actors. Yeah. I'll mention, yeah oh, yes. See the common actors as, as like you go through my list and stuff. But um yeah, I, I noticed that too, and um, it, it is it is it is very interesting to kind of just go like put my feet a little bit deeper or go out to the waters a little bit deeper in this genre because I'm not very familiar with this genre. Like <clears throat> I realized, like looking through it, I'm like, oh, there have been movies I've seen in the past yeah. that I've maybe seen once or twice or just kind of in passing, like just like flipping through channels, and I'm like, oh, like this genre is like pretty pretty popular, especially in the '80s. I feel like there's just a lot. There was a lot in the '80s. Yeah, dude. You know, that happened. So pretty pretty cool to like dive in there. So. That's yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, my goodness, it's like okay. So my number ten is a movie called Critters. I don't know if you saw Critters. I did not see Critters. I I, I know you I know you gave it to me, but I did. I think I saw the uh, the box and I was like, no thanks. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want I don't want bad dreams. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Critters is um, it's. I'm not going to say, well, maybe it is at that time. You know how, uh, I don't know, I think Gremlins were first. I think Gremlins came out first. Mm-hmm. Um, but Critters is kind of like an after effect of Gremlins where there was a lot of movies that had puppets in them that were like uh-huh. the villains. Right. So like after Gremlins, like, you know, obviously probably made a ton of money. They were like, oh, that's kind of strike while that's hot. And, that makes sense. You know, <clears throat> so it's a little more goofy, though. It's more about, um, it's like about these intergalactic criminals 
like everywhere else in space they're known as criminals and uh critters are end up landing on earth because they escape like from this um prison vessel yeah that floats in space and they send these two bounty hunters after them so it's um it's pretty hilarious it's just kind of like goofy um like the it's a very like much of a time capsule at that time there's like rock music in it there's you know um like going to the bounty hunter because the bounty hunters are kind of unique they land on earth and they can take the like face of whatever they see because they don't have any face and that's oh. what kind of helps them hunt and stuff so they yeah, like yeah. they end up picking up like a rock magazine and one of them dudes like turns into like a rock star <laughs> that's like from the magazine so he looks exactly like him <clears throat> so okay. then and then the other one's having trouble assimilating like every picture like it just doesn't like fit with him and stuff so, yeah yeah okay and, uh, all right that's kind of like the gist of it and then they're kind of like hunting these critters which are like trying to they're like trying to reproduce and they're killing people and it's funny because they talk like their own language and they have subtitles throughout the movie whenever the critters are talking to each other oh uh, okay okay <laughs> that's kind funny of, man kind of, yeah not yeah i have to like i'll have to watch that then that sounds pretty interesting yeah it's, it's different it's more definitely like you know goofy comedy horror um and that's one of the movies that's not on my list but uh i don't know if you've ever heard of killer clowns from outer space yeah uh-huh. you've probably seen the box art and stuff oh, like yeah. that the same guys that made that made critters uh chiodo brothers so they're ah. kind of, they're kind of uh have that i guess i guess reputation creating um puppet characters or creating you know these goofy scary characters so that's my yeah question. all right cool cool all right so then uh moving on actually took on one of your other suggestions uh, I was trying to figure out where to place this, but I was like, ah, I think it's a pretty good place here. But it's the Elvira movie. Is it the the Mistress, uh, mistress, mistress of the, of the Dark? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, we're we're in for some like you know some uh, interesting be- interesting humor here. You know, like mm-hmm. just <laughs> kind of juvenile behavior, a juvenile like jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, it was like it was it was fun. It was because I don't think I've ever seen any of the Elvira films. Like I yeah. remember seeing her, but. Um, pretty fun i thought it was just um that one part where she cooks the, that part sticks with everyone i don't yeah know. like when she like she cooks the first time that casserole and it's a it's a big blunder and then like the next time she, she gives it and she thinks it's going to be payback to like the little town and then pretty much it's like everyone gets high and horny and like, <laughs> like corn dogs and stuff like that i forgot about that part yeah oh my gosh there's that one scene where it's the the woman who like uh she like owns the hotel like in town yeah. She's very rude. But then you see her like after she's the casserole and she's like all like a horn dog with the guy. <laughs> she's like she put like mustard on the guy's ear and she's like licking. Oh, that was, yeah. oh my gosh. I just started cracking up. It was like the funniest thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there were that was that was some pretty interesting stuff there too. Um I did think that what was interesting was that when Elvira is doing like the the talent show and like yeah. she or like she's showing a movie and then like she's like okay here's the final here's the final like act or whatever and she's like doing the flash dance number and then uh she like supposed she's to like pull this lever or pull this cord and it's gonna put a lot of glitter but it ends up being like tar and feathers and stuff yeah i kind of thought i was like oh my what if there's like a calling to like the carrie movie i don't know oh, when yeah. that came out so there was you know i i also like to try to pick that up too like if i have any references it's interesting when like movies like try to replicate it, yeah um so i thought that was like good but it was it was a it was funny i mean obviously like elvira like they they get any chance they get to pretty much show her cleavage and like 
<laughs> like there's that one scene where like she's breaking through a door or breaking through like some sort of gate. No, it's a gate. Yeah, like it's you know the final scene and she's like breaking through and like she's literally like pushing her breasts into the gate and the camera just is like, all right, this is the best shot we're gonna get right here. No. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 pretty funny in that in that in that arena. Like it's just obviously like juvenile like humor and stuff like that. But it was it was still funny. It was still pretty funny to me. So that's uh I'd say that's probably yeah, that's that sits at my number nine spot. And uh Bob I thought Bob the, the male character in that movie was really interesting because I thought Elvira and then the kind of like the uh, the, the other girl that was there, like the love other love interest. Yeah. I forget her name, like Patty, I think her name was Patty. Yeah, it was Patty. And so like they were very aggressive toward Bob, you know, which I thought was like really interesting. Um because Bob was like very like, oh, I'm like very like he's like he almost looks he like he was uh, just a nice guy. He was just a nice dude, but he kind of looked like Lou Ferrigno's cousin for like a moment, you know. <laughs> so he's like this big dude, but he was just like he was super shy. He seemed almost like insecure. Um, but I just thought that was interesting the way that that, that dynamic played. Like Elvira was aggressive, Patty was aggressive. Like you know they they always like made the first move and stuff. And he was very like calm, and so I thought that was interesting. And in, in, in the arena of this kind of like genre, in my opinion, so I yeah, that was to watch. So yeah, so that's that's my number nine right there. That's funny, dude. All right, I'll say one thing because that's on my list too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice where that place, where that looked like it was filmed at all? No. Okay. No, I, I didn't. I didn't really take notice. But I, I'm I'm curious to know now. Like I feel like <sighs> you're gonna give me something. I'm like, oh yeah, now now I see. That. All right, I'll tell you in a bit. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. So my number nine is that movie I think I told you about. It's called House Two. Ah, yes. The second story. All right. Okay. So that's my number nine. Um, it's just a fun movie. It's like it, it is. It's it's set to me. It's more set like with a backdrop of being a horror movie because there's like ghosts and zombies and stuff like that. But it's more of an adventure, really. Yeah. Uh, like a, a funny, goofy adventure movie. Um, <clears throat> but. And what's funny is about like I don't know if you ever saw you probably never seen the first house movie either. No. There's like they're completely different. So like everyone is different from the other. The only thing that's the same, I guess, is the house is like the character like the main character in the movie. Um, oh, okay. But it's kinda cool, man. It's one of those movies that I remember from um from being a kid like seeing the trailer on tv like oh man i wish i could see that when it comes out at the theater but i couldn't because i was too little so right right um but it was like uh it like uh it, it has that feel of adventure in it because okay. it all re- i don't know if you saw it or not um it revolves around like a crystal skull and uh basically the history is like you know this dude's uncle finds a skull back in like the 1800s and he has a partner and they have beef, you know, about who actually found the skull and who it belongs right. to. And the skull has the power to like open interdimensional gateways or actually opens like portals through time in different places. Oh, okay, okay. And so yeah. while while they're in the house, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It just it's, it's it's a fun movie, I think, overall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting you said that it's like a more of an adventure film because when you think of like horror genre, I feel like you stick like in a one to two block radius. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's, it's a very centralized area. You know, like the the town is being under attack, so you, this is everything here. But the adventure aspect is kind of interesting to take a look at. So, all right, yeah. I think I put it on my queue. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to watch it. So, yeah, it's definitely fun, man. If you get to check it out, um, without giving too much away, it's definitely another one of those. Um, 
movies of that time like another thing that's part, like you know the time capsule whole thing that i, I kind of say a lot is it you know captures those moments those things that were really popular at that time in the movie yeah. so yeah it's that's my number nine all right cool cool all right um moving to my number eight position killer clowns from outer space uh, nice. and, and here's the thing i remember watching this movie when i was like younger I don't recall if I saw the entire thing, but I do remember this movie pretty vividly. Like when I was when I was younger, so when I when I was like looking at movies like comedy horror movies, I was like, oh, it came up. I was like, okay, let let me let me like revisit this, and I saw it, and I was like, you know, this is actually not a bad film. Like it's <laughs> like it's, it's very low budget. You can tell as far yeah. as like the set design. Gosh, mm-hmm. like the set designs are very basic. But what I really enjoyed about it was <laughs> like. The part that actually made me laugh out loud the first time was when that little clown, his bike gets beat like broken by that biker dude. Yeah. And like, what are you gonna? And then he comes back with like these boxing gloves, and I was like, oh, I think I know what's gonna happen. And I was like, I, I vaguely remember this. And then like he just boom, just gives him an uppercut and just decapitates the dude. <laughs> and like I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like the next scene, you just see him without the head, and he just falls over. And obviously, it's like a doll or a mannequin or whatever. <laughs> But it was like very i was like i just started laughing i was like oh my gosh i just did not expect that and uh i was like okay so that was very surprising so they had a very surprising elements for me and second of all like there were actually some very like a couple at least the two like very suspenseful uh suspenseful moments in the movie uh like the chase scenes and like when they're going down like the spaceship and they're being chased um so i thought that was good um and even like there was that kind of very dark horror element especially when like i think his name is the cop <clears throat> he finds mooney like the the guy he the other cop he's having problems with um that's when the clown like pretty much uses him as a puppet and, yeah like, that's perhaps oh my the gosh most, like graphic part of the film it was yeah. also like to me like the probably the scariest because it's like <clears throat> goes to the police station he comes back out and then there's a clown just kind of like with his back to him I'm like, oh my god he's like right behind you what are you doing and so, like, I thought that was like pretty creepy. But so there were some very suspenseful parts in that movie. And then uh, obviously the comedy was there. Like the two guys with the ice cream truck. I thought that was like, those guys are just like, uh, they're just you know they're like you know, they're just basically like they don't know what they're doing. They're just there trying to like get girls and stuff with their ice cream truck. <laughs> and they end up being in like in this chase scene, and then and they end up. I thought that was a funny part too when they come in, and like because they have the clown on top of their truck they have like for a split second, like control over these clowns, which made no sense to me. Uh, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. sure, oh, yeah. just throw it in there. Why not? You know, like there's this ice cream truck and then they're like trying to figure out what to say. And then even then they messed that up. And then that's when like the, the main characters are able to escape and stuff like that. But uh, pretty fun though. I thought it was pretty fun. And then um, I do remember like when they would, when the clowns would capture the uh, the people they would just spin them in a con candy. I just thought that was so weird. Like it was just the way yeah, that yeah yeah like, like just the visual effects. You think about the visual effects. I thought mm-hmm. that was like really fun, like really interesting to see that at the time. And then uh, my favorite visual effect was when anytime uh, Dave like uh, shot the nose and like they the clown would spin spin and it explode. I was like, dang, that thing <laughs> that didn't explode like the Death Star. Like, they were just. <laughs> I was like, they just use this. They just use like they just change the colors a little bit, you know. How uh, powerful are they? Yeah, I know exactly. Like, there was just a massive explosion. I was like, man, that guy should be blown up too. But um, so yeah, I thought it was just a, it was fun to like revisit that and see um, that movie because it had been years since I've seen it. And yeah. I and I've like seen it like like 
browsing through like Netflix and stuff like that. And I'd always over, like, overlook it, but very, very cool to like see it again now that I'm older and I can have pick up on these things and remember some of these things. So I laughed, I enjoyed it. I was like, what at times and uh, surprised and, and also like it was suspenseful at times. So I think that that's, that's where it sits. It sits at number eight right now. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think you covered everything pretty well on that. Like, um, uh, that that cotton candy thing always sticks with me whenever I think about that movie. It's just like, how the hell did they do that when I was a kid? And I was like, how do they make them into these big, giant looking like, um, if I remember correctly, when they're like, they're like kind of stockpiled in the ship, which looks like it's a big um, tent, right? Yeah, it looks, it's just pretty much like a big tent. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, uh, it almost looks like they're on bulbs for some dumb reason, like the cotton candy. Yeah. Like the top parts look like kind of a light bulb. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, and then there's me. there's that one scene where like one of the, like I think Dave and the the other guy who's like the boyfriend of the girl, Debbie, um, they're like hiding behind a couple of the cotton candy bulbs or whatever. And one of the clowns comes in and like he takes this really wacky remember those crazy curly straws yeah I remember. and then that. like he like injects it into the cat and then they're pretty much using it to suck the blood yeah. out of like the the humans it's like oh my gosh there's another level to this it's not just putting people in this cotton candy like they're actually like consuming like the blood of these people it's like it's weird it's weird so do you think okay so kind of sidetracked real quick do you think that movie had anything to do with people being afraid of clowns you know how there's kind of a phobia of clowns, like some well, phobias. And I'm and I'm one of those people, to be honest. Like that was one of the main reasons why I was like, I when I was putting this list together, killer clowns kept coming up in my head. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Like I just don't want to watch faces because I there. You know, every time I saw them, every time I saw the the clown faces, like, gosh, they're so weird looking. Like they're so yeah creepy looking, and um, they had really good facial expressions too because they could look happy, like almost mm -hmm. like devious but then they would turn evil um and that was like very intentional too like the camera the way that you know they would kind of deceive the people there was that one guy doing like the puppet like the shadow puppets yeah and then it, it was funny because the the humans were just like oh look someone's trying to enter the clown's trying to entertain me i go that's a scary looking clown how are you not seeing a scary looking clown and they would just go with it and then all of a sudden the camera would like zoom in on the on the clown's face and then they would turn evil and you're like okay well, someone's about to die at this point <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm sh i'm sure <clears throat> i'm sure there was probably part of it was was done with you know just the idea that people are afraid afraid of clowns and that's my trying to scary i mean they were scary looking masks and like yeah. the little the pudgy fingers too oh my god oh yeah everything everything about <clears throat> it was just kind of like weird it was just weird okay i won't make you revisit it anymore <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel like i'm gonna have to watch like like a like something really funny after we talk about all these movies no no i'll be fine i'll be fine that's funny um so my number eight is elvira mistress of the dark there so we go. not too yeah. far far from that um definitely um one of those movies she was definitely like, uh a token kind of person that was and I don't know if that was very common, but I think it was because we even in, in Chicago, we had Sven Gulli, which was a guy that would show the goofy movies, the goofy like 50s horror movies from monster movies from back in the day, kind of like the host of the show. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what she's doing and kind of showing like in that movie is like she wants to be more than that. Mm -hmm. She wants to like have her own show in Vegas and but she needs to get the money. Yeah, the whole like the humor is also um, 
very much of that time too. Like she, I don't know if you knew this about Elvira, but I think she was a groundling along with Pee Wee Herman. So they kind of both learned like their comedy together. And I think that's in San Francisco. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so they're both groundlings and like, uh, like her style is, you know, a little, like that was her character that got popular, obviously. And mm-hmm. like to see, um, <clears throat> like that movie, I remember as a kid too, because it was so much, I'm not going to say it's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure where it kind of has like a, she travels across country and, you know, supposedly to get money because her aunt passed away and, right, you know, I need the money. And she's like, like game show, big bucks, big bucks because she wants to get money to, to pay for her show in Vegas. Um, right. And then, yeah, like the horror element is more of a backdrop to the comedy. I think it's just like, okay, there's kind of these spooky things going on, like the evil uncle who's seems like a Satanist yeah like he worships stuff and um you know she like her mom was a witch or not her mom but her aunt was like a witch or something yeah. like that and she has this this that's the main thing about that movie right it's like the uh the spell book or something yeah there's like this recipe book uh, yeah she thinks uh, it's that, just a recipe book right? yeah yeah but the uncle knows that there's like a lot of power in it and you're right he's more like a satanist he's, he's like trying to gain this power yeah you know? and then she and he, shows up out of nowhere <clears throat> he ends up looking pretty evil towards the end when he uses the book and yeah uh, but yeah that movie cracks me up man like that scene where like she just like okay i'll throw some doritos on top and this will this will make it good <laughs> and yeah. then a damn monster comes out <laughs> oh yeah yeah like she has no idea what she's cooking she goes well it smells good she goes no nah, i guess you know whatever she's just kind of like going with the flow which i thought was like pretty fun yeah and it wasn't very evident to me but the thing that stuck out to me like after i started looking at the you know just kind of like the the city or the town where it was filmed and everything i was like this looks so familiar and i'm like okay and then i kind of do a little research i'm like okay so this is the same town square where they filmed back to the future that's why it looks so familiar to me oh (laughs) i didn't i would never pick that up never pick that up so that whole movie was filmed on i think on the universal lot the majority of it okay okay so that's that's a fun little fact then i'll yeah. have to look i'll have to check that out i feel like i need to like two screens so i can like compare to see like you know the different angles and stuff like that but that's fun that's a fun little fact yeah dude it's pretty cool it's pretty cool when you see it and then um you just kind of notice i was like this looks yeah you know and another movie on my list is i think filmed in that same lot so it's it's uh-huh yeah it's a popular um, it's a popular selection for a lot of backdrops for movies that's fine yeah definitely and, and and since we're still on your uh on the elvira movie <laughs> i have to bring up the fact that like that final number that at the end that final dance <laughs> oh my gosh i was well, like she's a, she's, a, she's a vegas see me that she's a vegas <laughs> she made it in vegas and stuff like that and she's like she's just she's showing everything she can man i thought that was like <laughs> i thought that was like really funny the boob really tassels funny. yeah yeah i was just like my goodness like yeah she, she went all out like quite, quite a bang yeah that was like perhaps the, the most produced scene of probably the entire film uh like the lighting the dancing the choreography and like like i mean she had to practice i'm sure she had to practice how to do that you know like bringing the, the tassels and stuff like that oh my gosh i thought that was like i'm like man that that was a lot of effort i go that was a lot of effort and then the rest of the film was just kind of one-liners here and there yeah a ton of one-liners for sure yeah that's definitely a funny one man i think yeah uh, for the list so i would actually i would actually watch that again i'd I'd like to watch that again because like like i said 
the first I saw it and I was like, okay, this is the first time I've seen this. Yeah, but I would like to go back and see if I pick up anything else, especially like the the set and stuff like that. Yeah, you will, because you know, also <clears throat> you remember um, the I think it was like a show in the '60s, and then they had kind of had a revival of like or a remake of the Monsters. You remember the Monsters? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so the the Monsters' house come is I think the place where she's she ends up. Uh, that was her aunt's house. So that was like I think the the Monsters' house in the show. What? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. See stuff like that. Like uh, yeah. that's always like fun to know. I, it just adds more depth to like the film, in my opinion. You know. Well, definitely, yeah. As you get older, you see like once you've seen um, a couple films, and then you just like kind of say, like, "Wait, that, I've seen that somewhere before." And then yeah, well, that's yeah. good. You can remember that. I, I mean, I like I told you, I get sucked into to the narratives. So I like I'd probably be like, "Oh, that's just a chair. Oh, that's just the scene <laughs> right there." I had no idea that'd be like Back to the Future lot or Universal lot. I have no idea about that. So. I'll leave that up to you to pick that up. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Uh, moving on, number seven. Yep. Number All right. Seven. So lucky seven. Lucky seven. This is. I mean, I. Nah, I'm okay with this selection, but uh, maximum overdrive. What? <laughs> oh. Now, okay. I'm sure probably that's gonna be like. I'm sure probably a lot of listeners are like, what? How did that even like <laughs> that high up there? But I think what was really what I was really hoping for, what I really liked about this one, is just the, just the crazy idea that machines are attacking like humans. They're like they're like kind of taking over. And this isn't like a, a theme that is like completely new. I mean, obviously you have like term, you know, the Terminator and stuff like that, but like on a very different scale. But this yeah. was just really like weird, wacky, you know, like just. Like the the truck with the green goblin face was like yeah. the boss and like the ringleader type of thing. I thought that was interesting. And then, uh, you know, just like the the fact that they're just kind of held hostage by like these trailers and trucks, and like they pretty much were like, you 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 need to like fill up our tanks, like you need to fill up our gas tanks. without any dialogue, just yeah. beeping the horn, right? Yeah, just this Morse code basically. Uh. Like, and this kid who 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 happens to have this emotional and like he. Get, he suffers a loss because his dad gets you know knocked off early in the film but he's the one who deciphers like oh like yeah i'm the only one who knows morse code and stuff like that and um but i, I just thought probably the, one of the craziest things in the whole movie was when emilio estevez his character wait no is that his, is that emilio estevez yeah it is yeah when he like goes out and he like starts talking to the trucks he's like <laughs> and like at one point he get curses at the truck I'm stop like, it i love this movie oscar stop <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's like good. is this really happening? Like, is this really happening? I go, that's uh, funny. I just thought it was like, it was funny to me that you know, <laughs> I could just see, like, because it's a Stephen King film. Yeah, King yeah. Film. And it's I could based just on like, stories. Yeah, like, yeah, what I want you to do is I want you to be like really intense when you're telling the truck to fuck off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was like the funniest thing. I think that's to me. I think that's why it's oh. a little higher because, like, the the idea of like these trucks just holding holding these people hostage, and and, and that's a sentiment. That's a that's with the waitress. She says it. She's like, "We made them. We made them." She's like frustrated, and I was like, "That's yeah. a very yeah. that's a very common that that's a very common and logical explanation." <laughs> it's like, why are we being held hostage by by these machines? It's like we made them, you know, type of thing. And, and obviously, like you know, she she ends up getting knocked off, you know, because she gets super frustrated and stuff. But uh, 
I just thought that was like really, it was, I was really, when I first saw the trailer and like read the synopsis, I was like, okay, this could be really good. This could be really good. And then I saw it, I was like, well, it was, it was good. It was good, but it was just wacky in that way. I liked it because it was just wacky in that way. Like the way that it took the whole machine versus man thing. And then the, <laughs> the, the I guess the, the dialogue between the, I, I can't even say dialogue, but just the confrontation between Emilio Estevez Emilio Estevez's character and the truck. I was like, okay, that made the movie for you right there. Like that, con that conversation made the movie for me. <laughs> and then of course the gunfights, the gunfights were so cool. That, yeah. that to me was like really rad. It was like this all of a sudden, just almost like high impact, like action film. Yeah. So they were doing like the missile launchers and then they were just like, there was that one ice cream truck that was coming down and they were just like, and it just like literally just blew up. I was like, perfect. I go, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. Oh man, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of those guilty pleasures that me and my buddy Ephraim talk about too. It's like a lot of people hate Maximum Overdrive, and even I think Stephen King said he'll never direct a movie after that because, like, I think oh. that's the only movie he's ever directed. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, man. <clears throat> and there's like that. I think there's a scene. I think when a lawnmower is chasing, the or kid. lawnmower, yeah, chasing the kid, right? And then yeah. or, and then there's another one where a guy gets killed by the lawnmower. I think somehow. Or by uh, something that's like coming from a ways away, and uh, he sees it coming, or and he just like. Well, <clears throat> there's um, I don't even remember one lawnmower scene. The kid like yeah, he gets attacked by, it and then he's able to like ride away in his bike. But earlier, before that, it's when the baseball team gets attacked. You know, the coach gets uh, hit by the by the cans by the vending machine. There you machine. go. Yeah. But then like this, it's the it's that machine that like flattens out the blacktop, and yeah. like a kid falls. And then that thing comes through the fence and then he like looks back and then all of a sudden he gets squished by it. <laughs> so it's not a lawnmower, but I mean, I mean, that's a pretty big machine. I mean, that's a steamroller, right? A ste yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Something like a okay. steamroller or something like that. Yeah. That's like that um, in Austin Powers when like the steamrollers come in, the guy's like 50 feet away and he's yelling. <laughs> he's like, ah! it's like so far. It's like so far away. I'm like yeah. well, they must have got this from somewhere. So they were yeah. I was yeah, just exa exaggerating it, which is like great. Yeah, there's definitely like those moments in that movie that are goofy, where it's like, okay, I think you guys can get away, but you're just, you must be petrified in fear that you can't move. Yeah, and and the other thing too, is, you know, I consider Stephen King like a very smart guy, and so mm -hmm. to me, this isn't just a movie about like machines, like versus man. I mean, that's a theme. But there's something else going on. So I want to go back or I want to like do a little more research because I tend to I tend to read into things a little bit more, you know? No, like, yeah. Definitely. And so like they're they're obviously like they're these are symbols. Like the fact that Emilio Estevez's character like wants to he tells a girl before they even do this that he wants to sail away. And then in the end, they end up sailing away in this boat, mm -hmm. which is which has no like machine in it. Like it's completely yeah. free. So like there's some meaning there to kind of like, you know, are, is it about humans going back to like this kind of like simplifying things and stuff like that? Cause I mean, you're, you're out in the water. It's yeah. not like they, you know, it's not like they were like walking down the, down the road after they blew up the ice cream truck. Like, yeah, we won. No, like they sail away in the water, like this organic environment. I don't know. It was just kind of interesting to me. So I'd, I'd like to do a little more research on that. Cause I'm sure there's a lot more. Yeah. That. It's a, it's one kind of a, I won't say I'm sure there's been other things like that before. Like I think it's referenced in the Omega Man, which is like an old '70s movie. It was like the first version of I Am Legend. 
I don't know if you've oh, okay. seen it, but Mm-mm. it's kind of like um, it could be a you know kind of a statement on how people are reliant on machines. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, for everyday you life, you know, and, and what happens when these things turn on us? It's yeah. another Terminator situation, which is Got basically it. no, no, that's 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 good. That's that's a good way of like you know summarizing it. I agree. That's your number seven. Yeah, right? yeah, All that's right. my number seven. So my number seven is a movie called Fright Night. I think I mentioned it to you. Yeah. Uh, there's a remake, but uh, I'm sticking with the original because it's mm-hmm. it's awesome, goofy, hilarious vampire fun. Um, it's just like what happens when the neighbor buys a house next door, moves in, and he's a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, okay, okay. And the kid next door is a super duper horror fan, and he just you know starts spying on him and seeing stuff through his window, and it's like, you know, um, it's it's a dope movie, man. It's like um, there's a character in there that's kind of like Elvira. His name's Peter Vincent. He has like a show that he runs at night that he hosts uh, and shows the, you know, old school horror movies. Um, and <clears throat> it's basically, yeah, what, what happens when you when you spy on the wrong person, like your people uh-huh. telling the wrong person and what, what you yeah. think actually is happening is happening. So, uh, OK, um, OK. He sees this guy come in with different girls every night and every night he sees this other guy carrying out a big bag, garbage bag of. Oh. Looks like it might be somebody. That he's like, like, yeah, what could happen? What's going on over there at my neighbor's place? All right. Yeah. So, nice. did you? Is it? Is there a lot of elements of comedy in there, or is it like? Is it more? Because that was one thing I realized too. It's like things that were labeled like comedy horror. There was mm-hmm. like, either there was more comedy or there was more horror. You know, type of thing. So, like, um, what would you? What would you classify this one as? This one is. Uh, it's like right. It, it's. There even in parts when there's like horror, like scary. There's like, bam, something funny. Like it's, like, <laughs> like okay. There's a scene, um, not without spoiling it too much. If you end up watching it, um, his his buddy, his best buddy, like who comes over all the time, and he ends up getting bit and turned into a vampire. And okay, he's like terrorizing um, his friend. So he comes home. He's like. He's trying to wake up his mom because he thinks his mom in his bed, but it's actually his buddy who just became a vampire with a wig on, right? Mm-hmm. Looks horrifying, scary, right? Like as a vampire. And then he's like, Oh, your mom left a note and he's reading it all goopy. He's like, Dinner is in the oven. And he just starts laughing, right? <laughs> like hilariously. And it's like, Wow, this is scary, but it's kind of funny what this dude is doing. Yeah. So okay. Like, all right. All right. Yeah, because I, I I do remember you suggesting it. I didn't I didn't get to watch it and I saw like I didn't see the trailer, but I saw like the synopsis of it. I go, oh, like hopefully I can like get to this one. So probably not. Like I said, like right now these aren't like in concrete. You know, these are not. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, definitely I'll have to like check that one out because I did yeah. read it. I'm like, oh, that that sounds really cool. Because I I do like the vampire themes. Like I'm a big yeah. fan of Interview with the Vampire, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, I'll definitely. Oh yeah, it's, I think you if you can handle that, you can handle this. It's, uh, All right, you'll, there you'll you go. It. Cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool. It's kind of like a, um, yeah, the whole next door thing, but it's also like set with like high schoolers. So it's kind of like, you know, high schoolers are keep it light, keep it fun, you know, yeah. goofy. So, yeah, I, that's my number seven. Pretty cool. All right, nice. All right, for uh, number six, this was already referenced in our conversation, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead with Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins up there, and this is interesting because I know we're like we're you know we're just a couple months away from Halloween, but this is a this is a Christmas time oh like, big time yeah big, big time. time movie and stuff like that so i know it's a kind of a, a weird thing to talk about but i just thought it was it was just great because like the 
the creativity of, of Gizmo and just the, the technology at that time. Because that was a very early film. That was like mm -hmm. 82, maybe 84? 84, yeah. 84, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you see a very young Corey Feldman, that's for sure. <laughs> that, big time, little big kid, time. dude. Yeah, he's like such a little kid. And so, um, but I, what I really liked about this movie is just the 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 lighting and the setting. It's just a very well produced film, and like just it really sets the tone from the beginning. You can tell there's just a lot of a lot of money behind that movie, and it was just really well executed. So, uh, appreciate the the puppetry, the the creativity, and uh, just like even even like when um, when they had what well, they put water on Gizmo, and like just that little just that little animation of him like moving around and they start popping off of him and everything like that. He start multiplying. Like that's like some pretty cool stuff to, to see at that time. Cause you know, nowadays it's like, you know, everything's done with computer and stuff. So to see that happen, like he's like this, like pretty much like this, a sponge just like birthing like these new little gremlins. Um, and it's just a fun film. I think it's just like a fun, fun film. Yeah, big time man. And uh, that's at my number six too. So. Oh, finally, check. Finally hit one dude. We yeah. hit it. Hit the mark. Hit the mark. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you think? Or like, you know, what what makes it the this number six spot for you? Um, there is a whole like now. I think there's a whole genre of Christmas horror movies. It's just like a whole thing now, right? And to me, it's definitely one of the ones I always watch around Christmas time. If I'm okay. like feeling like watching, hey, I want to watch a Christmas horror movie. It's like Gremlins for me. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones. Um, it's just fun, man, and it's also. It has like an element of mystery. It has an element of like um, what's what's gonna happen if he feeds these things after midnight, right? Yeah. And like he just forgets, or and then spills water, or doesn't follow the rules, and yeah, the whole hilarious thing about his dad being an inventor and like the mom like loves him and supports him and like she uses his inventions, like you know that shit ain't real. <laughs> Sorry, man. No. <laughs> she, she wants to have a conversation but it ain't happening yeah i know i thought that was like really that was a really funny thing because at one point the the son is trying to use like the orange the juicer for the oh orange. my gosh the juicer dude yeah yeah you can tell he's just like Ugh, i'm like something's gonna happen to me and then obviously it just spills all over the place but that is a funny that is a funny aspect of that film yeah and then um it ends up being that those i think some of those inventions kill some of the gremlins <laughs> So when they're in the kitchen, machines just winning, bro. Machines just winning. Like end up in the blender, end up in like the trash compactor, and yeah, yeah, that movie. So it's like it is funny, man, but it is genuinely scary too. Like when I was a kid, and I remember like the Gremlins when it wasn't Gizmo, and they turned into, you know, the Gremlins. It was just yeah. like those scared me when I was a kid. Like, yeah, you know, I got them in my background and stuff. Like those. Yeah, I see them. Yeah. Dude, there's just like they were like the effects were amazing for that oh, time, yeah. and like to Absolutely. see something like that, you were just like the very first moment. I think when um, I don't know what the character's name. Um, I know the actor's name, Zach Allegan. Mm -hmm. uh, he took when he took the first one that turned into a poop like pupa stage, and he took it to like his science teacher mm, or yeah. one of the science teachers, right? And he's like, "Hey, man, what do you think this is?" He's like, "I don't know. I have to study it." And then like when it actually like breaks out. Yeah. It's under the desk and like he's going to like stick his hand under there and then he gets Ooh. scratched. Ow. And I was like, oh no, oh, dude, no. don't do it. <laughs> it's that, don't do it, man. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, dude. That's yeah, wild. It, it's yeah, it has those elements to me. Yeah. No, and then like like you said, like the it's it's just uh like the puppetry and like the 
just that aspect of it is like pretty cool to watch. And also they're, they're just rebellious. Like you, you, you're with Gizmo yeah. and it's like cute. Like he first picks him up. He's like, he's pretty much like just hold cradling him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and you're right. There is like the sense of mystery. Cause that's like when the dad's like, you know, what is that thing? And you know, and, and he has to like pay, he has to like kind of sneak it out of there and everything. And it's got yeah. a weird name. And you got all these crazy rules and stuff. So there is a lot of mystery to it. It's like, there's a lot of history to it as well, but. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, the the other the other grums are just like uh, they're just rebellious. You know, they're just yeah. so rebellious, you know. <laughs> and so. that neighbor, I think, who's um like a Vietnam or he was in the Korean War or something. He's like, yeah, and I told everybody back then, you know, they took down our plane, but nobody believed me. Like <laughs> say, trying to say like there is history, right? Like yeah, guys, yeah. You know, gremlins do exist. Or, oh like, my gosh, it was always the same. Like when something mechanical didn't work out, it's probably a gremlin messing up or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. So would you say that like um, some of these, some of the positions of these movies or like, you know, where they, where they're like you, they're like close to your heart to some degree or like they make the list. They're just nostalgic for you, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. If I think about Gremlins, like not just the movie, I think about like the merchandising. Yeah. Like when I was a kid in the eighties, like Gremlins, after they came out, they were everywhere. The toys, yeah. uh, lunch boxes, uh, magazines, yeah. stickers. It's crazy. It just, you know, I, I probably wasn't I, at that time. I was, if it came out in 84, I was only two. So like, I, yeah. I missed that. I probably, I probably was in a, a gremlin onesie maybe at best, but I didn't have any <laughs> lunchboxes or like any t-shirts or anything like that. But well, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, it, 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 I was just wondering, cause I, I that's kind of how I kind of positioned my list. Like there is some nostalgia involved in this and you'll see, cause now we're getting our top five, man. I, oh, this is kind of this to me. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm reaching now, like I'm, I'm making some, some strides here. So, oh, so here we goodness. go. Number five. Yeah, number five. All right. Lost Boys. Damn it, dude! We hit again. Yeah. Yeah. Lost. Nice. So, uh, in all honesty, this is the first time I've seen Lost Boys, and wow. I still couldn't believe it. Yeah, you couldn't believe mind, it. Like, <laughs> just blew your mind. And so I saw this, and I really really like this film like i enjoyed the cinematography i enjoyed the music that was always playing uh i forget the line it, it, it was almost like a choir in the background and it was like that will not kill that shall not lie it was that constant theme going back and forth mm-hmm. i love the use of the carnival as kind of like this like central area where like the that crew the vampire crew was just kind of scouting like their next victim. yeah and then um and then I, I love Corey Feldman's character in this movie. The Frog I Brothers. Thought, yeah, I, I just love how serious he was about like, you know, he, he challenged that, that the kid who came in the comic book store was the brother of a, a, the main, one of the main characters. And he, he just didn't like him. But like his, his demeanor toward him was just so funny to me. It was so serious. And then he's like, oh, if you don't know anything about like vampires, you know, it's like, you got to you gotta just be careful you know you have to know what you're doing and stuff but it was just so serious i was like is this guy for real like is it <laughs> did he like really practice this you know and yeah. um, so i just thought that was like really funny like i i really enjoyed watching his character because he was just the most serious one out of all of them um and i do love the way that uh they're like you have to read these comic this comic in order to like understand what's happening in this in i think the name of the town was santa clara and yeah. um so I thought that was cool. Like they use comics as a way to kind of like teach 
that the brother like, hey, this is what you need to be looking out for. And if you ever do encounter something like this, this is how you kill him and this is how you like protect yourself. I thought that was interesting to use the comic book as a way to of like a, of a teaching manual rather yeah. than like, rather than working like at a library, which wouldn't make any sense. But like the comic book store was, it was a really neat like uh, uh, avenue to kind of like present that idea. Yeah, it's definitely, um, <clears throat> I think I have the soundtrack on record somewhere like in my in, in my vinyl collection like just a lot of the songs from that movie are pretty memorable um mm -hmm. and <laughs> the yeah the whole at that time uh what year was that like 87 i think yeah i think it was a little bit a little bit past the mid 80s yeah that's like when i was just like i think i was like eight years old so i was just starting to discover like comic books like really get into them and mm -hmm. okay these cool dudes like Obviously, you can tell Rambo was already out at that time because Corey Feldman had the little uh, red bandana <laughs> around his right. head. So he's yeah. like, you know, he thinks he considers himself like a Rambo because he's a vampire hunter. Yeah. When, yeah. when they actually do come up against vampires, they're like freaking out. They're freaking out. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. scared. And yeah. Corey Haynes always giving his brother a hard time. Like, that's the funniest part of the movie. And Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and that's... Like, I don't know if it's looked at that much as a, a horror comedy, but I definitely, there's a lot of comedy in that movie. There is a lot of comedy in the movie. Yeah, which I, I like the, was it the grandfather? Yeah. Because the, you know, the mom goes there because that's, that's her dad. Like, he's, it's, it's in, it, I love the end. Like, when you get to the end, he's like, he's, he's been aware of all this, which is like really funny to me. Yeah. Because um, he does a, what is that called? Like, when you stuff like the animals, taxidermy. taxidermy. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's interesting too. Like, he's, he's in a sense, he's a hunter as well, which is interesting to me. Yeah, uh, when you kind of juxtapose, when you kind of you know butt up against the the vampires, they're hunting people, but this guy's hunting animals, and then he kind of puts them on display. I thought that was interesting to to kind of compare. Um, but I thought one of the great, two really cool things about like just the filming and the presenting of the vampires is, I love the camera perspective when they're like flying, when mm -hmm. they're like you know. Oh they're, right. They're yeah. So then like they're going through the cave and everything. And, the montages of this of the this film uses a lot of montages. Oh yeah, like, it's like you're watching. Like, am I watching like a rock video? Like, happening, you know. <laughs> um, so there's that, and then I love it how they wait to like way past even the half of the film to like finally show you what they look like as vampires. And I thought that was like really cool because I think, you know, you 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 know who they are. I love the whole thing where like they use you know, as a, as a kind of like a, a signal and a cue, a sound cue to kind of be like, okay, they're around, you know, type of thing, but you don't see them as vampires. And I thought that was great. So it, it took a while uh, for, for the audience to see them as vampires. And when I finally get to see them, I was like, oh, they're scary. Like they're, they're scary looking. Yeah. Like if you were to encounter someone that looks like this, like, yeah, I'd be pretty afraid too. Um, especially when they're like hanging upside down. I was like, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Um, and then you see like a very young Kiefer Sutherland, which I thought was like cool. Uh, Cause like, yeah, I, my first thought was like, oh dude, that dude's from 24. You know, that dude's from 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, so. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my number five spot right there. Yeah, me too, man. Um, Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. Um, I can't remember the mom's name. Yeah, she was pretty popular I think it's too. Diane, Diane West. Um, she yeah she came out in a lot of movies back then in the 80s too and mm -hmm. she always kind of played the sweet mom and yeah the line at the end i think uh the grandfather's their grandfather her her dad is like uh, one thing it could never get over santa carla uh too many damn vampires or something yeah. like that like well, he's going to the fridge and get a yoohoo or something 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a that's always gonna be a classic, man. Dope film. Um, can't say enough things about it. If you've never seen it, definitely check it out. So. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I highly recommend it. I'm I definitely want to go back and and see if there's anything else there because there's a nice twist. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I don't know if you want to give your listeners like the, you know, give, give any spoilers away. We didn't give any, yeah. you didn't preface the podcast if like there's going to be any spoilers, but whatever, but like definitely check it out. <laughs> definitely check it out. I thought it was uh, like, I was surprised. Like I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I was yeah. like, oh, man, when it was done, I was like, oh, that was fun. That was yeah, cool. Dude. Like just the, even the, the, the fighting between like, you know, just good and evil and the vampires and then like that final battle scene, that was cool. Um, you know, surprise! The, the grandfather comes in, kind of at the at an interesting time, and yeah. so there's there's a lot of fun moments in there. And you're like, oh wow, this is this is this is a good ride. This is a good popcorn movie. This is a good popcorn movie. Yeah, if uh, the villain works at a video store, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. It was a, somewhat of a blockbuster, you could say. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like Lost Boys, dude, I think you'll enjoy Fright Night for sure. All right, that's good to know. So I'll definitely yeah. watch that. All right, number four. Number four. Uh, number four. I have, and this one might. I mean, I, I googled it, and it, it it fell under that that category of comedy horror. And mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go with the Burbs with Tom Hanks. Oh, dude, that's an honorable mention for me. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I re- I remember watching this movie a lot too when I was younger. And I know there's not a lot of like horror elements to this, yeah. but I do love the comedy in this movie. I do <sighs> love just the setting of the suburbs itself and like what mm-hmm. it, how it's trying to portray um, just the fact that these are men who are like, you know, it's, it's interesting that they're not working, you know, that they're, they're kind of on this off schedule. And um, Tom Hanks character, he's just like, he doesn't want to do anything. And then he finds the most interesting, <laughs> just like everything that's happening around him. And that's what's exciting to him. And then he's got his, his other neighbor, Art, who basically has this theory that, you know, these neighbors are just like cannibals and stuff like that. And they go into that. And yeah. comedy, to me, the comedy just hits it, like with this movie, in my opinion. Like there's a lot of funny one-liners. There's like, I think within the first five minutes, I was already cracking up. I was like, yes, like I'm already feeling this movie. <laughs> I do like Tom Hanks in this, even though it's kind of pretty general Tom Hanks. I feel like he's pretty pretty much the same when it comes to these, these type of roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love his neighbor art. He's the one that uh, he likes. Str- I love it because the first scene you see him in, like he's, he's trying to shoot this crow, and then like the next scene, he's in Tom Hanks' kitchen and he's like devouring. He's like stress eating like all of their food, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't stop. And I thought that was like really funny. Um, and uh, and so yeah, and then you have the other guy who's like military. He's like yeah, the, the guy who lives across the street. Uh, yeah, and Bruce you know. Dern. Yeah, uh, and then one thing I, I will I'll connect with the Monster Squad really quick is one thing I noticed, and maybe because it was like I, I'm assuming the only the only thing I can recall during the '80s that was happening was the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like, but the military, in my opinion, in these films is portrayed as kind of like not doing much. That's <laughs> I if you remember Monster Squad, the last scene. They pull up. They, that whole, I'm like, dude, how much money did it cost for like five, 10 seconds for that whole squad to pro, oh, like to go through? Gosh. And like, they end up going, they, they pretty much like, we don't even know what's going on here. And I thought that was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you have these kids that are like solving this, you know, all this stuff. And so here, the guy who has the most skills, the guy who was like in combat, he's the one who's just like, 
pop, like just propping himself up at the top of the roof, scouting, and he's eating animal crackers. You know, he's like, <laughs> animal crackers. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I, I just found it really interesting. I, I don't know if there's any connection, like, with what was happening at the time, like, politically, and like, you know, like what was happening. But it was to me, I just noticed that the military is presented, or people attached to that branch, yeah, uh, like they're they're not really they're not the heroes. They're yeah. not the heroes of the film. It's like these, like just Joe Schmoes, and they're like trying to solve things. I just found that really interesting, like to, to kind of, if there's any connection there. But to me, The Burbs is just a funny film. And obviously the fact of, just the fact of like people who do live in the suburbs, priorities change. Like you're no longer like a city person, you know? And so like the the most exciting thing that happened is like whatever's happening in your next door neighbors. Yeah. Definitely. That's really, that's really like, because even Corey Feldman's character, like, what, <laughs> what do they do? Like, he, he invites his friends and he thinks, like, this is a show. Yeah. yeah. He thinks it's a show. Like, he's like oh, I love this street, you know? And um, and that, that was an interesting, interesting thing, too, because he breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. And I was just like, what? So that, that you know, this this whole idea of, like, you know, your, your, you know, being sent into like the suburb and you're, you know, you're going along this ride, but you're also a spectator, you know, like Corey also kind of acknowledges you like, you love this street too, because like your life is probably not as exciting as everyone else's here. <laughs> so I thought that was like, that's an interesting, like, uh, you know, idea to like play with, but love the comedy in this movie, uh, love what happens, like the, the troubles they go through. And then obviously just, uh, just the characters themselves, it's just a fun ride. So like I said, not a lot of, horror elements you know but uh definitely fun to, to kind of like play with that idea i can't remember the line but um that movie definitely could i could have swapped that out and put it on my list somewhere um yeah because there there's so much comedy and it's it's more like they're manufacturing this at a point uh-huh. like it gets to the point where like they end up like i think ah spoilers five four three two one but I think they like damaged like his neighbor's house like really bad like oh like, yeah gas leak right and then like yeah. Tom Hanks is in like about to get in the ambulance and like Art, Art like shows up he's like I want to kill you or something like that like Tom Hanks wanted like shut up this is all your fault <laughs> kind yeah of thing. yeah they end up yeah they end up like uh, Tom Hanks ends up pretty, pretty much turning on Art because <laughs> one of the funniest <laughs> one of the things that I laughed at the most because yeah the house pretty much explodes because of the gas leak yeah. And then Tom Hanks comes out and he's like, he, you're surprised they even survived the blast. Yeah. But like he, there's like three steps that he needs to like, go, like go down on the front porch. And he literally just glides over them. Like he just <laughs> slides down. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. And then, yeah, he, he, he's not, he's completely unresponsive. And then finally when Art says something, he just like goes berserk. And I think, and I thought that was like a really, like to me, I think that's also kind of saying like, that's what happens to some people in the suburbs because there's not a lot of excitement. You work, yeah. you come home, you have your mortgage, you, you mow the lawn. Cause you know, even early on, like everyone's comparing each other's lawns, you know, like, like no dog is supposed to go on this lawn and everyone's, yep. everyone's fighting for like the greenest grass and stuff like that. And, um, and like doing, you know, things, additions to the houses and, and stuff like that, or just painting the house. And so like, you know, I think he just kind of blows up. He's like, you know, like you, 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 got all these crazy ideas and you like, I, I pretty much died. I almost died, you know, trying to do this thing. All because of you, really. Yeah, all because of you and your, <laughs> your crazy theories and stuff like that. So definitely, yeah, just definitely a fun film. I, I remember watching that when I was younger and then when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a really, really funny film. 
Yeah. Um, so your number four is The Burbs. Yep. Um, awesome, funny film. I recommend that too. Uh, yeah. My number four is Monster Squad. So there you go. Oh, they, yeah. That's <laughs> really high up. Yeah. So to me, Monster Squad, um, like, that was a big hit with me because, you know, at that time, it, there wasn't a lot going on with the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. And somehow they got the rights to do that with the Universal Monsters. So they had, like, that's the kind of like the backdrop of that movie. So you have, like, the creature from the Black Lagoon, you have Dracula, the mummy, Wolfman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Frankenstein and it's like and they're brought into what was modern at that time with the way kids were at that time so the way right. these kids talk back then it was it to me it's like it's not okay like the Goonies is also like one of those movies of that time where the way they kind of depicted the way kids really talk to each other oh right okay and that's one thing they kind of did in Monster Squad too <clears throat> and um, yeah just like how the kid was you know, they would make jokes with each other or, like, you know, they would say, yeah, you know, um, we'll show you pictures of her, her sister if you come and, you know, help us out and fight these monsters and stuff. And it's like, right. okay. Um, and, yeah, it, it was – it's to me, it's one of those funny movies because it has, like, that also that nostalgia too. It's like mm-hmm. kids watch a lot of horror movies. They're, you know, yeah. hanging out by a drive-in or, you know, they have a little club and a treehouse. That's right. Yeah, they have the, mon- the the monster squad or the monster club. Yeah, you know they like test each other with like you know how do you how do you kill a a werewolf type of thing. Yeah, like they're initiating the kid, the the really cool kid, into like the <laughs> club and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah no, I mean, I now like I, I understand like why it's it's so high up there, and I think you made a really good connection with the with the Goonies because it, it, you're right. It is a way that kids were talking that at that time because. In Monster Squad, the they teach Frankenstein that that one word bogus. Bogus. Yeah. He's like bogus, <laughs> and it's like it's 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 interesting because when you first when Frankenstein first meets the little girl, that's a recreation. I don't know if you recall the the first Frankenstein film. Yeah, yeah. But like the story of Frankenstein, like you know he he sees that little girl and then he like throws her in the in the body of water. So yeah. like I'm like the first thing I thought I was like oh my god like we're about to see our first death here. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is like they end up becoming like best friends. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was an interesting that that was a very interesting play because like you're recalling that same scene from, you know, back in the day that black and white film. And then you have a completely different outcome where like Frankenstein is is like being taught like these different words and like they're hanging out with him. And I thought what was really fun is like no parents are noticing this seven foot tall man. <laughs> <laughs> Gigantic dude. Gigantic monster just hanging out with their kids. Uh, so yeah. So I think I think you made a really good good point about the fact that yeah, it, it you're right. It does encapsulate the way the kids were talking, and uh, it does it does pretty it does put that kind of like that tribal that tribal aspect to the movie where like these yeah. kids they're like really tight knit. No girls are allowed in the in the clubhouse, <laughs> and then she ends up being like a really like a really prominent character, like a very important character yeah. in the film. Uh, so very like yeah you're right that's so I can understand why yeah you put it up yeah there. and you um and like you have the uh you know the scene where they like they're gonna go and try to fight them and they go to like Dracula's house and, yeah you know the like the Wolfman shows up and the kid kicks him and he's like <laughs> he kicks him in the balls basically yeah, much, yeah. <laughs> and he's like the Wolfman's got nards and it was like <laughs> it's like a famous line I think. 
I've seen a T-shirt now somewhere with that, where it, that like it has that line on there. So oh, that's so funny. That's so and funny. it's like, um, you because that's the first thing kids learn to do. Like when someone's bigger than them, and you you gotta mm-hmm. hit them, hit them where it hurts. Hit them where it hurts. <laughs> you gotta hit, you gotta hit werewolf where it hurts, man. That's for sure. And oh, yeah, it's it's like um, the the story's kind of cool too. The whole amulet deal. They kind of show it at the very beginning. Yeah. Like Van Helsing and you know trying to fight Dracula. Yeah, and he gets sucked into that vortex. I don't know where it goes, but um, it's all about the amulet, basically. Um, that that's the, I think the big uh, what do they call that MacGuffin in the film. Like that's uh, a bit. I'm not sure. I'm not, is that like a movie term? You mean? Or? I think it's a movie term. It's, it's like that's, term, yeah. That's the uh, the the main main thing that uh, everyone's trying to get. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because you're right. Everyone is trying to is trying to get it, and like the kids, they're like thrown into this adventure just so to speak yeah you know, and then like they're they uh they try to show up they beat the military basically they beat the military yeah e- eugene sends a letter to the military and they finally show up at the end <laughs> all late everything <laughs> all late what's so funny to me about that seat so it cracks me up is like they they're all in formation they got these tanks and they're like what's going on around here i'm like wait a minute wait a minute you load it up <laughs> You got all these guys in formation, but you have no idea why you're going in formation. Like this makes no sense to me. But whatever. I thought it was like really funny. Like, who's Eugene? He's like, yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah, like that little kid. I yeah. saw him writing the letter. I'm like, where is this going? And then all of a sudden, like, way down the line. Yeah, like, a very expensive rental that, and stuff like that. You know what? That was like a thing though back in the '80s. It was like a thing of like saying, well, you know what? What are you gonna get? The army to help you? Right. I was like, uh, so that's like, okay, let's actually do it in a movie. Like, reach out and try to get the army to help you. <laughs> they coming. <laughs> Basically, like, they ain't gonna come and help you. Yeah. They, that was the line, you know. Then that's like you said, they they show up, and when it's like too late, or it's like not even helpful anymore. Yeah, and it also provided like, uh, since they're kind of the army that has no idea what's going on. Then when they asked the, the the I can't remember the name of the kid who's like the lead, like the the the, the lead character or the. There's like, there's Horace. Sean, I think his name's Sean. Sean, yeah. And then the army guy's like, well, who are you? He's like, and it's like, it's a perfect opportunity. He's like, we're the monster squad. And then all of a sudden the track kicks in. Ding, and ding. like, yeah, you know? And the <laughs> first thing I thought, I was like, man, I'm sure Caesar's going to probably like roll that song. Like maybe when he does like post-production on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, that song is like kicking, man. It's like, it's got this like cool hip hop beat and stuff. So pretty funny, pretty funny. Dope, dope. All well, right. that's uh, four for me, and on to the top three, dude. All right, top three, man. All right, so I this is another film that I saw uh, years ago. When I was a lot younger, and I I saw it when I googled like uh, you know the the genre of these films, and I was like, okay, I want I really want to watch this. I don't, I'm I'm hoping it like lands up pretty high, and it did. It did not let me down. Little Shop of Horrors. Wow, I'm a big big fan of this movie, and I think it's just. One, like I, I do I do appreciate singing talent. So I know it's like this is like you have Rick Moranis, uh, you have some great cameos by Steve Martin, John Candy, and um just some great talent in singing. And I know this movie I think was first done I think in the sixties and then there was a Broadway done. So mm-hmm. uh so it's got a lot of history to it, but really, really enjoyed just the technical aspect of the puppetry because I did read a little bit about just the challenges of working with Audrey too who's like this plant that keeps growing and growing with yeah uh, and so like you know here's here's Frank Oz who's worked with the Muppets he directed also what about Bob and so I, I you know just learning about Frank Oz was like really interesting 
and just kind of seeing the challenges and obviously the the just the when Audrey sings with uh, with uh, Seymour, uh, oh. that's like right before he decides to do something about um, Audrey's boyfriend who is played by Steve Martin, and uh, that was just a fun, like that's just a really nice transition of Seymour because he's so passive he's just kind of like you know his boss doesn't respect him and like yeah. very clumsy. But then, like this plant gives him like this confidence, and you know, it's almost like he's somewhat of a conscience to him to see more for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the music is great. The 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 set it the like just the set design. It's very grimy. It's very grungy. Um, and there's just a there's it's just a fun movie. It's funny too. There's a lot of comedy involved. Steve Martin's character when they first yeah. introduced Steve Martin, that is by far one of the greatest introductions to any character, and he just owns it he completely just owns that character and uh just a fun film just a really fun film and it, it's dark i mean like you know you, yeah. you have this you think about a floral like a this flower shop is completely dead there's no one coming in and then you have this this crazy eclipse that happens and then seymour gets this plant and he realizes oh this thing needs blood to like survive yeah and then as it grows it grows it grows a lot of popularity and then people are coming in and, and seymour's like trying to deal with it and trying to balance, you know, uh, trying to keep the Audrey too alive, the plant and everything. And the plant can sing really well. I can't remember who the guy is, but uh, Liv, I, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, great voice, just a really mm -hmm. fun, just a fun, fun, uh, um, just the, the music is fun. And just to kind of juxtapose that with like the death <laughs> and the fact that this plant needs to like pretty much consume like fresh blood is uh is a very interesting uh this is a very interesting thing to, to kind of like juxtapose the two things together like that yeah um dude i haven't seen that movie in all you know all honestly i've seen it in a while yeah um but it it was one of those movies that i remember when i did see it in the 80s i saw it like i probably saw it like three or four times because yeah. i liked it so much as a kid because because the music was awesome in it um Steve Martin, Rick Moranis were awesome in it. Um, and it still stick like the line like that always sticks to me in that movie is when just um Audrey's like, Feed me, Seymour. And like yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, like and you just have that visual of him like getting his finger and like dripping blood into yep. the mouth, so Yeah. It's, it's something I'll never forget. Um And Bill Murray's in it too. I forgot Bill Murray. He's actually uh he seeks out um steve martin as a dentist and that's right yeah he's, he's pretty much like a, a he's pretty much like a masochist because like he enjoys the pain <laughs> and like it actually <laughs> oh, scares right, it right, actually right, scares right. steve martin's character he's like he goes what about this and like bill murray's like oh yeah like that's that's great i love that and like he's being tortured in this yeah. dentist chair and it's interesting because steve martin's character is um he likes to inflict pain or have that kind of power and control over someone's pain um and so I thought that was like, that was an interesting like turn of events too. Cause you have this quirky Bill Murray character who's tends to be pretty quirky just about in every movie. He comes oh in. yeah. Uh, but Bill Murray just does Bill Murray really well in this film. And he ends up like challenging Steve Martin's character, the dentist. And uh, I thought that was like really great. And then, like, yeah, I mean, to me, it's just like, just amazing puppetry. I just thought like it was pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, for that, that time, for that time, especially too. Yeah, and fun fact, like they did get nominated for an Oscar for like best like special effects or visual effects, and like they actually ended up losing to Aliens. Oh no way! Uh, dude. Yeah, they they like they they lost to Aliens that year. So, but just goes to show like what you here you are you know you have this major blockbuster like Aliens, and then you have yeah. like this 
uh, like a smaller, like like comedy dark film. And then uh, all the the three girls that are singing, you have uh, I don't know their act the actor's name, but it's Gina and Pam from Martin from the Martin Show. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's Gina and that's Pam. That's, uh, and they're like they're singing. Uh, you know, they're kind of like these backdrop singers and stuff like that. And I thought that was like really cool to see that. To see that's that awesome. Film. So yeah, a lot of a lot of really fun cameos in this film. It's just they just you can tell just had a lot of fun. Yeah, and poor Ennis, man, he can sing, dude. Dude can sing. He's got some. Yeah. Got well, that's fun. a perfect segue for my number three, which is yeah. uh, Ghostbusters. Boom! There you go. So Ghostbusters uh, <clears throat> is basically like one of the godfathers of the genre which is like yeah. comedy horror movies right so right at the beginning you kind of get a <clears throat> oh man this movie might be scary and it's you know they're kind of going into a library and, and you know, all confession when i went to uh I, I made it a point while i was in new york like probably one of the first times i went and i was like um i gotta go to the public library in new york mm-hmm. so i gotta go and see you know where they filmed like ghostbusters even though I don't think they actually filmed and they only use like some like video and like, you know, some, some scenes from yeah. there, but it was just like, um, the scene at the very beginning where they're like in the basement and the librarians like, you know, going through like the Dewey decimal system back in the day, trying yeah. to get something yeah. up. And then, um, I don't know where something just comes flying at her and she yells, ah! so you're like, Oh damn, this might be scary. But then it, it's like somebody yawning. Right, because Bill Murray's doing like a test of someone at yeah. the college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, here comes the comedy. You know, you got Bill Murray, you got Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. Like these are like comedy legends. Yeah. Basically, and they're making a, a horror movie. Um, and yeah, dude, that that I guess it's it's referred to as a supernatural comedy film. So. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, the like the ghosts and everything like that. But yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much in that movie, and it's like now like there was supposed to be a new one this year which kind of sucks because you know covid and yeah that's true it was who who it's the the director is the son of of ivan reitman so it's yeah. jason Reitman. yeah wow yeah, yeah yeah okay okay yeah i know i think i saw i think there was a trailer that was released and like they're like young kids basically mm-hmm. oh it's one of the kids from uh, stranger things i think he's in it yeah he, he comes out in it yeah 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 okay okay nice i, so, I yeah so that's it number three you got ghostbusters right yeah, Ghostbusters, man. Nice, nice, dude. That's I, well, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that movie, so maybe maybe it's gonna make. I think it should make my top three at least, you know. So we'll see where it's at. <laughs> we'll see where it's at. We'll see where it's at. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, gonna, you're gonna find out soon. So yeah, like other thing I say about Ghostbusters is, you know, there's so much in it. If you've never seen it, it I would say it's kind of crazy that you haven't seen it. I'm, everyone's yeah. probably heard of it by now because. Yeah, it's so popular. There was, you know, especially at that time. Even after the movie came out, eventually there was a sequel. But there was like, you know, again one of those, you know, cult films where mm-hmm. spawned so much merchandising too, like toys, like cartoons. Oh my gosh, yeah, um, everything you could think of, basically. And yeah, you know, I, I don't know if they even thought it was going to be that popular, like ever. Yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, at that point. Um, like nowadays, I feel like with any like Marvel movie, like they're like, they're not just thinking about the movie itself, but they're thinking about all the merchandise that's going to come after that. Did you, so like when you, when you were younger, did you get any of the merchandise for the Ghostbusters? Like any action figures? Um, I think the only thing I 
I was I always wanted those toys when they came yeah. out, but I never was never able to get them. I think I had a, like a Slimer. Somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But and that was some cool special effects too, like Slimer. Oh yeah, like big going time. around that that hotel and everything. And I just my favorite. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All it's right. gonna come up. It's gonna come up. <laughs> uh, so number two, right? We're on number two yeah, now. Number number two. All right, number two. My number two is Beetlejuice. Oh, what? I love this movie, man. I, uh, and here's the thing. It's been years since I've seen this movie. And then, like, probably within, like, the last nine months, I'm sure. I, I think I saw it and again. And I just, like, cracked up. I think Michael Keaton. The reason why I like this movie is for three reasons. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. <laughs> like, I can't. When I, when I was, like, I'm, like, I can't believe this is Michael Keaton. i just, like, thinking that this is Batman. This is like this very serious person. And the fact that like he's able to produce this type of character who's like, <laughs> he's, you know, uh, rude at times, but he's funny, he's clever, he's very witty. Uh, and he's always like trying to get with Gina Davis and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It's just super, I think it's just a very fun film. And so um, when, when I came to this list, I go, mm -hmm. I, I go, this movie's gonna be at least in my top five. And as I kept like rearranging, I'm like, I, I definitely, I'm definitely okay with keeping this one as a number two. Cause I, I just love seeing Michael Keaton in that arena. And I think many people have actually asked for another Beetlejuice mm -hmm. uh, since Michael Keaton has kind of had a little bit of a revival within the last like several oh, years. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think he's going to be in the new in the upcoming Batman film or something like that. Or I, I've heard. I don't know if that's if there's just a rumor, but um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's um, man who who does the who does the who does the Beetlejuice? What's his name? We talked about him in the last podcast. <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton. Tim Burton. It just kind of escaped me. And obviously, you have that sort of like his style, you know, like, like the, the, yeah. the just the, the stop motion stuff and just kind of like those weird worlds and stuff like that. But um, there were there to me, like obviously, like the most graphic and scary thing is like when he does have. Um, when they say, like, well, can't you do anything like pretty scary? And then like he turns around and he like his face just kind of like expands really like wildly. I'll never forget that. I, I always think that's like one of the scariest things about like Beetlejuice for me. Oh man. Um, but overall, it's just uh, to me, I just really enjoy Michael Keaton as that character. And he's just super funny. And, and like, it's just, uh, it's just clever, just witty and funny. And like, just, he's like, he's on the mark every time. And I, I think that's what, to me, that's what makes this film. And uh, so that's why I put it at my number, number, two? number two spot. And I literally, like, I have my notes here and I have bullet points and each bullet point says Michael Keaton. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's my number two right there. Oh, man. I could talk about that movie and I might talk about it pretty soon, actually. Um, my number two is actually Evil Dead, though. Evil okay. Dead 2, part two, which is Dead by Dawn. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, Sam Raimi film. So Sam Raimi's pretty, you know, popular did all the spider-man movies yeah um <clears throat> he had a recent movie that's kind of a to me kind of a horror comedy but actually kind of scary too which is uh drag me to hell okay just long in it okay um but this one dude is straight up like slapstick like comedy with horror tons of horror elements in it Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever seen Evil Dead, it's basically about you know some young college kids that go to a cabin in the middle of the woods, and they end up finding like a um, recording of someone that was doing like incantations and trying to summon evil, basically demons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they turn it on. Like, why would you turn it on? And like, they find this book, and 
ends up like the whole night they have to like survive because all these evil things are coming after them and in this one like this is the second part and it's kind of like they do a rehash of the first movie because okay. in this one they probably have a little bit more money <laughs> the right. first one's low budget but um the first one to me is genuinely scary it's not there's no comedy in it um the second one is total like they meant to make you laugh and try to scare you at the same time because okay. it's like um okay uh my hand got bit or by someone that was possessed so now my hand's possessed and i gotta cut off my hand and like fight my own hand and then it's like it's just hilarious and the hand gets <laughs> a own like personality and it's like um all of a sudden the deer on the wall is just laughing at me all of a sudden and it's just uh, like, okay okay yeah yeah it's ridiculous it's like slapstick it's like um you know a tex avery cartoon okay brought to, li- okay. Brought to life brought and, to life uh, yeah and that's like one of the things that i always remember about that movie like and that's probably one of that another one of the films that probably um turned me on to horror movies just okay. Like, okay i know they're meant to be scary but this one is like scary but funny so i feel safe nice okay you know what i'm saying yeah so <clears throat> and then there's just so much there you know without giving away everything in the film um you know, Greg Nicotero, who's famous, like, from, you know, Walking Dead, he did the effects for the movie because uh, uh, that was okay. back in the day. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, Bruce Campbell, who's, like, a legend now, like, and all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they even have a new show, like, a couple of years. They did a couple of years ago. I think there was, like, three seasons of, uh, was it um, Evil Dead? Was it? Yeah, was I think it was Dead? called this by the same title of the movie. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And, um yeah, you can see even in the show they kept the comedy element in it because nice. it's, just, it's just part of that franchise. Um, but that's definitely always like one of my favorite horror movies will always be like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two is like if you've ever seen Ash versus um, the Army of Darkness, which is the next part of them, is totally, totally like comedy horror at its best. Oh, nice. Okay, so. And, and so yeah, because when I saw when like when we, when I was doing research for this. I looked at the trailer for Evil Dead and I saw it and I was like, and I'm not going to be watching this. <laughs> that to me, like, you're, you're absolutely right. To me, like the, the the claymation or whatever they used, like that was, I'm like, wow, that's that that's scary to me that you can tell like the lighting that, that was used and everything. You can tell like it's made to, to kind of like, you know, shock you and frighten you. Um, but it's good to know that Evil Dead 2 has a little bit more, has a lot more comedy to it. Oh, dude. And I think yeah. I remember the Army of Darkness. I think the movie poster recreates what I think national one of the National Lampoon Chris uh, vacation movies, I think, or it kind of I think they kind yeah, of yeah, it looks similar. Yeah, it looks similar. So it, it makes sense that you know like they they have a lot more comedy in it. So I'd be more willing to see part two and and, and seeing how I like part two, I could potentially see part three and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I I did know that it, it it does have kind of like a cult following, basically, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, because like now is that what put like Bruce is his name Bruce Campbell? Mm-hmm. Is that what put him on the map? Like Evil Dead stuff? Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah like once he saw it, like, hey, that's the dude from Evil Dead. And then yeah. like later on, he was coming out in like Briscoe County Jr., Jack of All Trades. He started okay. having like shows on Fox. He was like, you know, he came on the Spider-Man movies. He always did a different character in like the oh. Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah. He was like the guy that gave Spider-Man his name when he was going to the ring. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I'm the human spider. He's like, that sucks. What's human spider? He's like, the amazing Spider-Man. And he called yeah. him and he's like, no, that's not my name. Um, <laughs> but that's just Bruce Campbell, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, like details like that, I'm sure. 
I missed. I, I obviously missed, but no, that's good to know. But I, I, I have like when I talk to other people who enjoy this genre, Evil Dead comes up over and over again. So it's it's something I should definitely like check out. Uh, like I said, I don't know if I'd watch the first one just because the I'm first not. First one, a, yeah. If you're yeah, gonna... if it's if it's a little too if it's way in the deep end of horror movies, then because I did see the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> I prefer like a little bit more slapstick and like comedy. Uh, you know, if if it's moving in that direction, I can definitely check that one out for sure. Yeah, man. I think you'll like the second one if you get to check it out. Um, nice. It's not. It's, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of stop motion in the second one. There's a lot of. Um, you know, just over the top effects that are like, okay, come on, that can happen. Like, but it's a yeah. horror movie, so there's yeah. like, and it's comedy, so you can tell they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, and the third one, dude, I love. I actually saw the third one at the theater. So. Oh, nice. That's, yeah, that that'll. Since we're about to finish the '80s, that is definitely gonna be the one in the '90s that you know I recommend. So. Sweet. All right, hey, well, here we go, man. Number we one. Number uno, numero uno. Um, so my number one, and it, like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, obviously some of this stuff is like nostalgic and this is definitely one that, that definitely is like a, a major nostalgic uh, selection. But um, you mentioned it earlier and I think it definitely deserves a top spot in, in my list, but it's, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, and like, not just everything that you mentioned. I mean, there's just, you have Bill Murray, you know, you're Dan Aykroyd, uh, I always I can't remember his name, but I always call him just Doc. Is it Doctor Vakeman? Doctor Vakeman? In the or movie? No, wait, wait. Who's the uh, Egon? It's Egon. Egon. Yeah, yeah. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Yeah. Harold Ramis. Like so. I mean, just like how quirky he is and stuff like that, and how like monotone he is. And mm-hmm. um, but this movie, the reason why I asked you earlier about the merchandise is I was all over this merchandise. Oh, I, yeah. dude, I had the Acto One. What? I had characters. When I was a kid, I had I'd won this contest. Do you remember KB Toy Store? Yeah. Oh, I won yeah. a gift certificate from KB Toy Store from my school and we went to KB Toy Store and you know Ghostbusters was around that time and I bought the the backpack the Oh the Proton pack? The Proton pack, yeah. dude. Oh, and it was That's blue. Awesome. It was it wasn't black, it was blue and it even had the the dang, I can't even remember this the 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 thing that traps the ghost basically oh the ghost trap the ghost trap basically so i had the the proton pack the gun and then the gun came with like a um like a foam that like a foam piece that came at the that you could stick inside the gun so you would shake it and it would, and it like would it was, wiggle right yeah it would wiggle yeah yeah, yeah i remember and that so, uh, i had that and that that i love that thing man i was like obviously i was one of the ghostbusters for halloween when i think when i when oh that thing came gosh, around and awesome. so uh i had a lot of the action figures to be honest i had you know the Bill Murray character, uh, Bakeman. And, and so like playing with those toys was just, just a fun thing. It's funny when I, when I would wake up in the morning, <laughs> I would, I would hope that my parents would surprise me with another Ghostbusters toy. <laughs> like, oh my God. But that, that's how much I was into it. I was, I was super into the Ghostbusters. That's awesome. And, uh, obviously like, you know, the comedy with Bill Murray, like he's just like this swap. She's trying to be like the swab dude. Mm-hmm. With, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Her, like all these actress names are like escaping me right now. Who's the? Uh, uh, you're talking name? about? Um, num, 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 num. Oh yeah, there. No, um, her name in the movie. Oh, I can't remember her name in the movie. Dana Barrow. Oh. Dana Barrett is her name in the movie, and then yeah, damn, what's her actress name? Now you made me forget. Oh jeez, sorry. It's uh. contagious. You, <laughs> even <laughs> over the web, it it's contagious. Uh, it's yeah. uh, L, isn't it? Uh, doesn't start with an E. No, I can't remember. Any, 
but I mean, just the dynamic between them all is like great. And uh, just, it's just a funny film. It's got a fun soundtrack, a really fun soundtrack, to be honest. And, Sigourney um, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, there you go. Awesome, awesome, good, good, good one on that. And so, yeah, I just, I think for me, this is just a very much a nostalgic film. And then like, you know, I watched this movie as a kid, like when I was young. And obviously, like all the adult jokes, like they they had no effect on me. I had no idea what I was listening to. But watching this movie uh, as an adult, there's like there's just so much there for adults. Yeah, totally. and then you have Rick Moranis <laughs> again. Yeah, who, who like uh, he's trying to invite Sigourney Weaver over to his apartment. And he constantly gets locked out, and he like has these big parties. And I think that's just so funny. And then oh. he, he ends up being what is he? Is he the gate? No. Yeah, he's a gatekeeper, right? Or what is he? Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, he's he's the uh, the key master. The key master. That's right. Yeah. His oh. name is uh, I can't remember his name. Lorthos or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she's and she's a gatekeeper. She's the gatekeeper. That's right. Yeah. And then of course you have the what is the the marshmallow man? The Stay puff marshmallow Stay man. Stay puff marshmallow man. That's a, that that was just fun to like see. I even had yeah, him dude. as a character, dude. Dude, I had what. That what happened to those toys? Oh man, they were they're long gone. I don't know where they oh. are. I know you begin to think you're like, if I was just a little bit older, like I'd, oh, I'd, I'd you know, protect those. Those they're re releasing them now. I think, I think at oh, Walmart really? exclusively. Oh man, they, those are the original that's, that's, ones. And yeah, I would I think right that. now they have the uh, my buddy sent me a picture the other day. Uh, it was like, I think the ghost trap. It, oh really at least yeah oh my gosh yeah dude yeah i mean to me it's a very nostalgic thing i mean i, I used to watch the, that movie all the time and then the toys and and then like me wanting to get more of the toys <laughs> and then like the proton pack and like you know dressing up for halloween i mean it was just it was like it was the only thing i wanted to, to i just i wanted to be a ghostbuster you yeah. know the, they had the cartoon they released the cartoon and then slimer was part of like their their you know that yeah. whole act you the know click. yeah the whole click and so that was an interesting approach. And so, uh, yeah, so that's, it sits at my number one and I like it. I like that it's at my no, number that's, one. You can't one. argue with that, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, one interesting thing about the Ghostbusters is the, the, the animation in particular, the real Ghostbusters, it had to be called the real Ghostbusters oh. because I guess a different uh, studio owned the rights to the name Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Okay. So I don't know if you remember, there was another cartoon called Ghostbusters, and it was like, uh, there was like a gorilla in it with two guys, and they would huh. like, hunt ghosts. No, I don't you, recall it. You YouTube it, and you'll be like, oh, crap. You might remember it if you see it. Yeah. That's okay. why it was like, no, this is a real Ghostbusters with the guys from the movie. So, okay. Got and it. And it was only okay. for something with the like animation rights, something like that. Wow. Okay. Um, it's all about money, man. It's all about all money. about money, bro. So, <laughs> my number one, uh, which is your number two, was Beetlejuice. Oh, nice, yeah, okay. dude. Yeah. So hey, that, I really want to hear what you have to say about this film, then. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice is just um, definitely Michael Keaton, but also just like the. <laughs> there's so many elements. Like I just saw it again the other day. Yeah, and there's like. <laughs> There's this, a scene I never noticed before, which is a scene when um, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, you know, run into town before they get, you know, killed, like yeah. after crashing. Um, and there's an old man outside who's the barber, and he's okay. just muttering stuff, like he's huh. just talking to himself. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, hey, hey, how you doing? I just came to get something real quick." He's like, "Yeah, you know, the kid uh, came 
kid uh, from across the street came and sat in my chair and, you know, he's talking all his nonsense about not cutting his hair. And, you know, all of a yeah. sudden he, he fell asleep. And then he, he's like, what did you think I did? I chopped his hair off. <laughs> it's <just laughs> like, I never noticed that before. Like, if you listen to it, oh it's gosh. like these little details. And then, like, the little details in that movie is what always kills me. Like, um, <laughs> like the part where Beetlejuice, you know, after... Uh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin go to the you know the you know the other side and get the advice from Juno, mm-hmm. who's like their caseworker, right? Yeah. Tells <laughs> the them you know, work. like yeah, go, you gotta read the handbook, you know, the, like <laughs> the dead handbook basically, which yeah. is you know tell you how to live you know in this other dimension because you're no longer in the land of the living, you're in the land of the dead. So right, like that part where. She tells him, "Don't even say his name, like Beetlejuice. Don't even say his name, like because he he does not work well with others." And um, like, there's a scene where she, and she's like, oh, "I think he's actually slumming it in your in your little model cemetery right now." Yeah. And then uh, like they show like the, they play the little music like ding ding, and then it's like a fly, like flying towards Beetlejuice, and That's then you right. hear you hear Michael Keaton making a voice. He's like, "Hey, come on, man, you want a little party?" And he pulls out the Zagna <laughs> and he's like, and then you know he's just like making voices yeah right for like the fly yeah and then and then when he grabs the fly he's like he's it's him saying help me help me. yeah like it's it's like that stuff in that movie is hilarious it's just yeah those little details that are not really part of the story but right. they're just so comedic yeah and you know um like Winona Ryder, that's like the first time I think anyone saw Winona Ryder. Yeah, she very She just kind of plays like the little goth girl who's sad that she's not, you know, in the city anymore, stuck with her stepmom. And, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, that whole element there. And um, the guy that wants to relax is the whole reason they bought the house, which never gets to relax because he's, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he's constantly trying to do something with yeah. like his people in New York to get them out there because he's honestly bored probably. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a, you know, and I know it is like a, you know, a horror comedy. Um, and there is more like elements of Tim Burton that you can tell are like the gothic elements that he oh, put yeah. in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the tortured souls that they show when they're on the other side and they're like sad that these people are in their house and that they're realizing they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then when they just kind of give in and ask for Beetlejuice's help. That's the one part that actually scared me when I was a kid was when the first time he tries to help them and he attacks like the family and oh, he, turns right. in, he turns into like a serpent. Yes. Yeah. That part scared me when I was a kid. I was like, oh man, that looks scary. Yeah. Like, Cause yeah, they show like different... the big eyes, like yep. shaking. Yeah. And... Yeah. That, that is kind of like the, the, the more, the more, the darker side mm-hmm. of like Beetlejuice. You get to see like, okay, there's, it's not just like this, you know, witty, and like kind of like sarcastic guy and and uh, but you're right there are these other elements that you're right they don't necessarily pertain to the story but it's enough to make it such a unique uh, even more unique film mm-hmm. and that you can you can just tell they had fun like he had fun the the, the staff had fun the writing had mm-hmm. fun you know just the, tim burton had fun and all that stuff is just it just plays in together like really well and it's just like it just it makes the story much more more fun in my opinion so yeah and you know like it's i remember you know after the movie like it it was popular enough that they had like a saturday morning cartoon yep and that was more like about beetlejuice and lydia yep and i remember the toys too like there was there was toys like from uh the like from the cartoon 
Uh, they're based on the cartoon yeah. and stuff. So, um, but yeah, man, that that one. I'll, like, if anyone were to ask me about that genre, I'd be like, just watch Beetlejuice. Yeah, like, that's. I'll tell them like or Ghostbusters. You know, oh, yeah, either one. Yeah, no, I, for me, like honestly, like that's why when I was like thinking number two, number one, I was I, I was gonna say I was like Beetlejuice is a very very close second. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I think I can easily exchange Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice depending on like, well, I don't know, maybe what day of the week it is, or I don't know, but um, definitely like, I, I can see why it's your number one. But you're right, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot going on there, like creativity wise, writing wise, detail wise, and it just, it's just the, the uh, just the characters themselves are just like the way they play off each other. So yeah. definitely a fun, a fun and a very good way to, to, to end your list in my opinion. Yeah, man. And one of the coolest things I never noticed before until I saw this the other day is the cinematography when the movie starts out and they're actually in the town okay um up until the point where they show their home and it becomes the model so like if you ever watch it you want right. like it takes it takes a second to notice it but then you're like oh crap this is the model now and it just kind of stops in the movie starts. oh okay i'll have to double check i'll have to see that again like i said it's been a while since i've seen it but I, I remember the last time I was like, no, like this is this is a really fun movie. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who can actually do that Michael Keaton voice too, like that Beetle that Beetle yeah. Beetlejuice voice, like really well. And I just like every time he does it, I just uh, cracks me up. The part at the end cracks everyone up. Where, uh, you know, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> at the very end of the film, <laughs> when he's waiting to talk to his caseworker because he got killed again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And he's like. Look, there goes Elvis. <laughs> he throws a, throws a number on the head shrinking guy and he takes his number. Oh, looks like I'm next. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he had like one million or something like that. And then he looked it at the other worth- guy. Yeah. yeah. And he had like a much smaller number. Yeah. And he like distracts him and he like takes away, he, like just takes away his little paper. I thought that was like so funny too. Yeah, oh, dude. Man. Good list, dude. Good list. Yeah. You too, man. I thought that uh, was like, that was fun to like put together. Man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, you know, when you when you told me, I was like, well, you know, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but well, you're like, what about comedy horror? I'm like, all right, yeah, I can I can laugh and like, you know, figure this out. So when I started look at, looking at this, I'm like, oh, I've seen some of these movies already. So like yeah. how the list initially, I probably had about like almost half of the list, mm-hmm. you know, so like my that's why I like the the tail end is like there's some of the stuff that I've only seen once, but I'm like, no, this is like, this is a fun movie. This is a good movie. These have elements that I like. Um, so like, that's why the the the, half, the first half of my list, like, you know, one to five, those are things that I, you know, I've, I've seen before or like, you know, like the Lost Boys made it number five. Like that's the first time I've seen it, but I just really, really like that film. Um, so yeah, so it's it definitely cool to be in that genre for like, a long period of time because you know like we doing the research and everything i'm like okay yeah, man exposing myself to like uh different characters uh you know cory feldman was like i think in three of my movies you know i'm like now i'm like this oh kid's yeah everywhere man um <laughs> uh, this guy's got a good agent you know he's like he's landing all these roles <laughs> you know but uh no definitely fun to, to, to go through that list and, and compile it together so Glad yeah, we, man. Glad we like we matched on a few of those too. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Um, there's like some some milestones there, like that. You know, you know, you would suggest or you know tell someone if they're interested in you know starting to dip their toe into horror movies. You know, yeah. try 
start off with some comedy horror first and then you know if yeah. you're if you're like afraid of stuff and you know oh yeah little, you you know you might like at least something in that genre even if it's not like the super duper scary stuff um but stuff that you know ooh, it's got that element that yeah you know, might make you jump but it might make you laugh like a second later so exactly yeah so make it feel better <laughs> yeah and like it's interesting you say that because in one in the scene for the burbs like uh right before tom hanks has this like really bit bad nightmare he's watching the tv and he's like skipping he's like flipping through channels and there's the first thing that you are shown mm-hmm. is like this this he's watched there's a movie on there and like they're doing like the sacrifice and like it's, it's oh, pretty, yeah. there's like a fire and everything but the next the next channel he flips to is a scene from the exorcist <laughs> and then the next one oh there's another major film that like was was very popular and so i, I thought that was interesting like they they added those movies into this into this line storyline and then he had like a really bad nightmare and so I thought that was like interesting to see that. And like oh, for yeah. a, like a split second, I was like, "Oh my god, there's the Exorcist face!" I'm like, oh, like I looked away because I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that movie at all. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw it when I was too young. That was my problem. Yeah, I, I hear you. But man, hey, this again was awesome. Um, I don't know. I had a good time. Yeah, I did too, man. Thanks for you know bringing me back on and you know, challenging me really. Because I mean, that's like I said, I don't, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I'd do that on my own to put that list together. But the fact that you're like, Hey, let's do this. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. So thanks again for challenging me and giving me some uh, suggestions. And I still got more to see. So uh, I'll definitely write those down and, and add them. Cause like surprisingly Amazon prime has a lot of these older films. Yeah. Like great. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, this was fun, man. Thanks for, like I said, thanks for bringing me back on and, and you know, I'm glad we could share our list. And it was a good, it was a good reveal. I was like curious to see what you would, what would be on there. Cause you know, like I said, you have a much more rep. You have more references than I do. For sure, man. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I had a blast, and uh, hopefully, we can do the next one too. Um, Absolutely. We'll, we'll line up on schedules and see where we go. And Absolutely. I'll try to make sure it's not as much homework for you. <laughs> <laughs> I finished school years ago, man. I didn't want any homework. Yeah. <laughs> Take home tests. I know, right? <laughs> gonna give me quizzes on like in this scene who said this line and i'm like oh i don't even know <laughs> oh man there's a lot though dude actually have you ever seen dust till dawn no what <laughs> i've never seen from dust till dawn <laughs> oh i know God. i know that's that's a big one that's a big one because that's there's a very famous sama hayek scene in that one that's for sure I know yeah, that part. I mean, there, there's some good ones, man. Definitely yeah. some in the, the 90s that I think you would enjoy. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is one, definitely. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I've seen that one before. That's yeah. not a big... It's another Tim Burton one. So, all right. Well, hey. I mean, I even did like, hey, top 10 horror movies. It's interesting. I did top 10 80s horror movies, and IMDb has a very different... They actually have number one as the burps. And I thought that was like really interesting. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know what that's based on. I don't know if that was like yeah. someone just, yeah. you know, if that was just votes or if that's like uh, someone just posted their their own or what they thought. But I just found that really interesting to be like, that was like their number one, you know, because technically it's, it's technically it's labeled as comedy, dark humor, or dark comedy. Mm. There's no, there's no label of horror attached to it. So that's why right. to me, a little bit of a stretch. But I, I really did like the. the no, it makes sense if, if there's something in it that because like like I said, I don't think that genre really um, existed, you know, right? As, as a definition, so it's mm-hmm. 
it's something nowadays that we look back and we're like, oh yeah, definitely. Like that would have fit that model. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Nice. I think uh, think we have some uh, good stuff. And yeah, definitely. I think you'll be safe. You'll be safe. I won't. I won't, I won't strive into any dark areas. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. I mean, like like I said, I think once I see the trailer and like read about it, I tend to get a pretty good idea, like, a pretty good read of like, what's happening. So I'm, I'm good with that. And that was the end of episode 23. I'd like to say thank you again. Huge shout out to my boy Oscar Garcia. Uh, always a fun time whenever we talk anything, not just movies. But thanks again for coming on. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing some more episodes soon. So check it out. Uh, let me know what you guys think. And uh, stay tuned as we continue on the No On 15 All Cast. Peace out. God bless.